The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this first day of November 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts, such as the Corner Booth Podcast, the Rise of the Occasion Podcast, and uh, Mike and the guys over at Craft Food watched the show last night. Fantastic job. Once again, gentlemen, quite enjoyed that one uh your halloween costumes everything else was going on we're always uh, always entertaining with the guys over craft brood sports make sure you check them out thank you very much from all of us here at 1420 uh world headquarters from the bottom of our hearts for making all this possible on a daily basis we uh, enjoy doing this for you guys and we uh, appreciate everything you guys do, listening and reading and all the other stuff that's going on. Anyways, the World Series, it looks like it's coming to an end. It might be as soon as tonight. Uh, kind of turned out to be a bit of a dud of a World Series. I mean, the first two games were quite good. Last night was an absolute disaster for the Arizona Diamondbacks. One of those games you kind of thought thought was going to happen eventually. A team that's uh, been 84 wins, yet they have those over the season. I mean, every team gets in those stretches no matter what in professional sports. But you think, you always felt that the, the Diamondbacks were half a second away from disaster with the way that Tori Lovello uh, handles his pitching staff and going from guys here to there. They needed four pitchers to get through the first thing, three innings last night, three or four innings. It was not a very good game for the Rangers. They had a wild pitch uh, in the second inning that scored a run, and then there was an error in the uh, in the third inning that resulted in five unearned runs, and it just seemed to, uh, they just couldn't get things on track after that. You, you, sometimes you see when a team gets overmatched, they're just hanging on, on the brink of disaster. It takes the littlest thing uh, for it to fall over the edge, and that's what happened, I think, with the Arizona Diamondbacks last night like i said the 84 win season uh maybe the major league baseball has to find a way to uh to get rid of these 84 team wins that get because a big it's a really big difference between 84 wins and 90 to 92 it, it changes things a lot but they've had a good season they, they started off hot last uh the season there they, they got themselves into a world series they beat the phillies in in, in seven they, they ended up get, getting there y'all Yo, you deserve it once you're there you deserve it no matter what like a wild card team and everything else uh you just wonder how what to, you, you kind of felt that this was going to happen and last night it, it finally did for the arizona diamondbacks it just kind of fell apart you, you look back to the 2022 uh, uh season before it started and the uh, money well spent by the Texas Rangers with Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager 500 million dollars they spent on the middle infielders and it turned out really well you think Simeon was with the uh, the Blue Jays and how that turned out they got him from the Oakland days it's one of those Oakland days guys that that they uh, just the Billy Bean gets rid of for uh, for contracts and for money and everything else how it always works out but Simeon he's uh, ended up uh, paying and paid dividends last night he had a, a three-run triple and a, a two-run triple and a three-run home run or whatever it was it was five RBI night it was a it was a great game for, for him. And then Seager, of course, he had another home run last year, another long blast. It was something to, to watch. And you think the $500 million that was spent, that's uh, going to be paid for with, with this World Series. And because this this will bring uh, generations of fans together and Rangers fans will be filling that new ballpark for years to come because that's what World Series do. They uh, bring bring people together. They bring you to your team and everything else. So that $500 million um, is uh, is a t- just a, a drop in the hat. What's going to the return on investment that's going to happen for the Texas Rangers and, and their their ownership group 
Uh, Seager has a chance right now with that uh, with the performance he's have, having right now, and I think I think he's kind of a lock to be a, a, the World Series MVP. He'll be joining Sandy Colfax, Bob Gibson, and uh, Reggie Jackson, Mister October, as the only uh, people to actually win two uh, World Series MVPs. That's pretty a pretty elite territory. You think of all the years of uh, of World Series champions, of World Series uh, this and that. That there hasn't been a more back to back winners or more guys who. Um, who were MVPs more than once? It, it's it's odd. I know you don't get a lot of of uh, series uh, champions, but you think about all the guys over the years that the, like you had a lot of Yankees teams that that were winning World Series. You had Dodgers teams that were winning World Series. You had you had the Minnesota Twins who won the two World Series. You had those two J- Jays teams. But the, you, you fight. You get a guy to step up year in year out. So Seager's got himself in pretty lofty territory with this World Series championship that I think that they're going to pull off tonight. You have a, a, a guy like Nathan Navaldi with all his uh, Tommy Johns taking the mound tonight and that's what they pay these guys to do they pay them to come up in these big spots and they, they find a way to get it done they find a way to win and that, that's why they get to almost legendary status and this might put Seager into a hall of fame kind of a thing a hall of fame chance uh, for Seager if he can get this MVP done tonight go out and hit another home run win, win a world series and uh, win the first time in Texas Rangers history that they'll have one have one done they've been close before they've been one out away a couple of times and now they're uh, they're 27 outs and find themselves as world series champion if they don't do it tonight you got to think that they'll they'll, they'll get it done at home in Texas but this the, the, the thing is about getting it done tonight it would be a remarkable run they've won 10 straight on the road in these playoffs and that just doesn't happen very often and if you can it's never been done before to have no uh, no loss on the road and you uh, you don't lose on the road and you don't got to win a whole bunch more at home and they won a couple at home now and now they can find themselves in a, in a situation where they can get it all all squared away tonight and uh, make the Texas Rangers faithful happy it's uh, it's too bad that it, it turned out to be this way I had higher hopes for a, a closer World Series the first two games were close last night it ended up being um, not as bad of a score. It's 11-7 final, I think it was. At one point, it was 10 nothing. I turned the channel and uh, and then didn't watch for a little bit. I was watching a hockey game for a little bit there. The Canucks, uh, they're, they're on a bit of a heater. I wrote a little article for the uh, 1420 Sports Bar yesterday to make sure you guys check that out, about the Canucks and their season, how that's going. We'll talk about that in half a second. But uh, then you come back, and the game was 11-7. They made it look respectable, but it was over after the third inning. 10 nothing is an insurmountable lead. Yes, it does happen in Little League Baseball and American Legion Baseball and, and the like right across the board that you see teams come back, but... Uh, they made it respectable. They made it look okay. Is the series over at 3-1? No. Is it? Uh, is the fat lady singing? No, but she sure is humming it up a tune right now. So you got to think that it's going to be wrapped up tonight. It'll be in the Texas Rangers' best interest to get it done. Uh, one thing that kind of bothered me last night a little bit before the game started, actually two two things that bothered me before the game started. One was they they announced that Max Scherzer was going to be off the uh, the active roster list for the re- remainder of the World Series with a, a strained back or a, a strained side or a, whatever it was in and, but it, I don't think that so they're allowed to add another pitcher to the roster one thing that kind of bothered me about that is that he probably wasn't going to pitch regardless uh in the rest of this world series no matter what yeah he may have got a a couple three innings uh, start if if they went to game seven but he probably wasn't going to get another start anyway so the rangers can kind of say well let's just add a new guy here maybe add a reliever in here a a long reliever whatever it might be and to uh, pad our stats and to uh, make sure we can stack our bullpen a little bit just in case things do go sideways tonight with with uh, Evaldi on the mound, which I don't think it's going to. Evaldi's been lights out throughout the throughout the season. Actually, not just these playoffs, but I think it was kind of dirty that that they were allowed to do that and allowed to play. And same with Adolis Garcia. That one's different. You want that bat in the lineup. He was going to play no matter what. But with Scherzer, I, I don't think that they should have been allowed to take a guy off the active roster and insert player here. I don't even know who the player that they, they added. They added another pitcher, but I don't think that should be done. Once a, a pitcher is on the roster, that's it. Because why why set a, a roster limit? Why have a roster size or anything it might be? It, it, it looked like. 
kind of dirty pool to me. I didn't quite care for it. I thought it was a kind of kind of wonky to the way they could just add a player here, add a player there. Uh, if a guy's not working out, why well, you could say, well, he's injured. You know, if, if, a, if, a, if a first baseman is, uh, isn't, is is hitting 0-22 with uh, 14 strikeouts and just, oh, he's injured, let's we put a new guy in. That's not the way it should work, in my opinion. It's just one of those things. Another thing that I didn't like last night was when they had the uh, – the pregame thing, but Mookie Betts on, he was talking with Derek Jeter, uh, Big Pappy, David Ortiz, uh, the Tom Brennan, I can't remember the, and then A-Rod was there as well. And Corey Seager was stretching in behind, um, in behind the, the, the panel there. And that uh, Ortiz felt the need to yell at Seager, who was a, uh, um, and, and get his attention and talk to him. And I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of Bush League personally that he would do that to, to a guy who's getting in the, in the, the zone. He's getting in game mode. He's on a, a, he's got a chance to win a world series again for the second time in his career. He's been hitting the ball really well. So things have been working out for him quite well. So leave the guy alone. Like Ortiz, you always have to be the center of attention. And I get it. That's your job as a broadcaster, but you can leave the players alone that you're talking to millions of people in front of you, leave the people behind you alone. They, it was a, it was a bad, bad look. I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, Mookie Betts kind of said something, but then he he kind of shied away from doing it. And it was like it was a nice little a nice little spot by Betts, and then Ortiz to have to to flap his gums and say something. I thought it was really really low class and really unneeded. And you you wonder how much well, he would like he was a glory hound like like most people are when they're on that stage. But you wonder how many guys like if, if it was Derek Jeter uh, who was on that panel if he was the one stretching in behind. Uh, you wonder if, if Jeter would have appreciated it back 20, 20 some years ago when he was a uh, he was zoned in and. Trying to get into the game. I just thought it was a bad look by Ortiz. I thought it was a ridiculous look by Ortiz. And he should just keep his yap shut. Leave the players alone. They'll come and talk to you after the game. They'll come and talk your ear off when they win the World Series, when they got their goggles on. No goggles if you win the World Series tonight, by the way. Texas Rangers, you can't wear goggles. If you're gonna spray champagne, you gotta go uh you gotta go bareback on the face. You can't uh, protect your eyes. Be a man and don't don't wear the goggles. And uh, they're probably sponsored by Oakley or whoever they're they're, they're they're by, but one of those things. Yeah, like I said, it's been a it was a it was a decent World Series. I think it's gonna come to an end tonight. It's going to be like a 4-2, four, four, uh, 5-2 ball game. Seager's going to hit another one, be named the MVP, and then his legacy will be uh, forever entrenched and be naming streets and schools after those guys in uh, in Texas after tonight. It's going to be uh, interesting. It's interesting, like that, but the, 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 the 10 wins, it's re- remarkable on the road, and then to get it done tonight on the road, which I, I think that they'll do. I was kind of hoping for a longer World Series, but that's going to be the end, probably the end of the baseball season, and we'll put a wrap on it probably on, let's say, Wednesday. We'll put a wrap on it uh, to tie a little bow on it on Friday when we uh, discuss maybe the, the pros and cons and the ins and outs and the highs and lows of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, I wrote a, a little article for the uh, for the, the, the 1420sportsbar.com last, uh, yesterday. It's up there right now. You guys can go check it out on the Vancouver Canucks and they're uh, they're a hot, hot start. 5-2-1 right now. Uh, I know it doesn't start. They're 6-2-1 now. They're 5-2-1 at the time when I wrote the article, but they got, the, got another win last night at home versus the the Nashville Predators. And now they have a chance to maybe go out and uh, and uh, they've been playing good. So it's one of these things I think that a lot of teams need to do sooner rather than later. Like you, you're 6-2-1, but you can always be better and you can always look towards the future. And the future is now for some of these teams. And if you have a guy that's not working out and if you have some things that, that you can shore up, if you have some defensemen that you might be able to pick up, if you have some third line, some depth scoring you can go and pick up, now is the time to go and do it and not wait for the deadline because the deadline, the price goes up for all these guys. And you also need to give up more draft picks and you're giving up more compensation to go out and get a guy and go out and get a rental. Uh, you can go and look at some teams right now that are struggling a little bit, like the Pittsburgh Penguins, like the Calgary Flames, like and on 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 it goes. We could probably go and get a, a guy for on the cheap that, that maybe a team wants to, to spice up their, their own roster a little bit and maybe make a change and spruce things up that you can have a guy uh, that can be replaced and you can go, okay, you know what, we, we need to do something with 
our team here before it gets way too late, before it gets late early. And some of these teams are at, the, at that stage already, like the Calgary Flames. They don't have a hope in hell. I wrote about that. Me and Dave talked about it yesterday on, on uh, last call. But you, you just wonder that. It could the Vancouver Canucks go and make a deal right now and and show the fan base and, and show that the team in general that we you know what we we have a, a club here that we we believe in and let's go make a deal now and get something uh, that can maybe. Uh, get people excited and get the, the, the fan base excited and get the players excited say, okay, now the management believes in us. So we, we, we believe in ourselves as well. And let's go out and do, get something done. I'm not saying that Canucks by any means are a Stanley cup contender. I still think that that, that thing in the Western conference is going to go through either Colorado or, um, or uh, the, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who are the defending Stanley Cup champions. But I do think you have a situation there where Vancouver fans and their, their team can go out and make it a, a bit of a plea to management and say, can you go get us another player? And we believe in you. We have a great goaltender in Thatcher Demko. Like, he's almost like as close to an elite goaltender as you can get in the National Hockey League. I, I don't throw that term out very often but because I don't think there is a, a ton of elite goaltenders. But he's one of those guys you could probably put in the in the upper echelon, I guess is another way of putting it. And you have a great a great player with with uh, Quinn Hughes, uh, who's their team captain, and you have JT Miller's been playing great. Uh, Besser's been scoring some goals this year already too, as well. Uh, you have a rejuvenated uh, hockey team there, and I, I think you have a lot going on. You can make a, a deal here, a deal there, not not go out like make a blockbuster trade and go salary cap and everything else, but maybe go and get some depth scoring because that's what every t- every team needs. Uh, you can never have too many guys who can score score goals. And like you look at that uh, Toronto team who, who looked pretty lackluster effort last night against the LA Kings, they. Uh, the acquisitions they got in the offseason never really paid off at all. Like Bertuzzi hasn't done a thing. Domi hasn't done a thing. Reeves is doing pretty much what I thought he would do. Not a whole bunch. He's just out there flapping his gums, not doing a whole bunch. But the, the, the Leafs have some, a need there for some depth scoring as well. They, they will score their top two, two lines of score enough goals. Nylander's been great so far. You, you'll think that the, the rest of the guys, like, they'll, they'll get going and they, their goaltending is good enough. But uh, the Canucks can go out and do something right now and, and get themselves to in this position to to win some games and be in that, be in that playoff position and entrench themselves in a playoff position prior to American Thanksgiving. So you know that that's when it all it all actually co- comes to fruition. That's only three weeks away now. It was crazy to think that uh, American Thanksgiving is the uh, the cutoff date. To, it's a lot a lot happens there. Only one team's ever uh, done any. I shouldn't say ever, but the only one team that comes to mind in recent memory is that St. Louis Blues team in 2018-19 season when they found themselves in last place, even in, as, as late as January. And the, the legend of Laura Branigan and, and Gloria popped out of nowhere, and that's how they they got themselves a Stanley Cup. But it's one of those things where I think the Vancouver Canucks, they're, they're, they're long-suffering Canuck fan base. I'm not saying that they're a Stanley Cup favorite. I'm not saying they're a Stanley Cup contender. I'm saying they can get themselves in a position where they can maybe get to that spot. And then later on as well, uh, you can also build your team right now and then see what you got at the trade deadline to maybe shore things up for the playoffs. And so the, get something done now. Make a, make a few changes here and there. See what you got down on the farm. And remember, prospects are only prospects. They're just other guys. You want to get, get some, some, uh, some NHL talent on board, score some goals for you, win some hockey games, get yourselves a, some some separation between the have and have-nots in the division and get yourselves into a good playoff spot. One of those things I just thought about the Canucks, and I, I hope that they have a, a decent year because uh, their their fan base is long-suffering. There's no getting around that. No Stanley Cup championships uh, ever in their history. 94, 2011, and what was it, 82 when they lost with King Richard Berdur in net against those great Islander teams back in the day. So uh, just one of those things I wrote about yesterday uh, for D1420SportsBar.com. Go check that out. Uh, yeah, there it is. Here is a, a little word from our friends at SeatGeek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. 
Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Thank you very much to uh, SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app, for using or for uh, sponsoring the 1420 podcast. We uh, appreciate everything that you guys uh, do for us and allow us to, to throw your name out there and, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Anyways, yeah, promo code 1420POD for those of you not watching on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, make sure you go out and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel today for uh, lots of great videos and sports content and everything else that we got going there on a daily basis here from. 1420 World Headquarters. Anyway, let's get to uh, let's get to on this days and birthdays and get you guys out of here. On this day in 2010, the San Francisco Giants beat the Texas Rangers 3-1 in Game 5 of the World Series in front of 52,045 people at the ballpark in Arlington, Texas to win the World Series. Giant shortstop Edgar Renneria will provide all the offense that the Giants would need as he hit a two-run home run with a two-run, two-run, two-out home run to left center field off a Rangers starter, Cliff Lee. Tim Lincecum, giant starter, was spectacular on the mound, going eight innings strong, uh, striking out 10 and walking only two. His only blemish was a seventh-inning solo home run to Nelson Cruz. Uh, Lincecum would then give the, the the way to Giants closer Brian Wilson, who retired all three of the batters he faced in the ninth, two by way of strikeout to clinch the World Series. It was a Giants' first World Series in San Francisco where they relocated from in 1958. Game 5 hero Edgar Renneria was named the series MVP as he hit 412 with two home runs and six, uh, six RBIs. The Giants would also again, win the World Series in 2012 and 2014. On this day in 2010, they broke the Rangers' heart. But on this day in 2023, uh, 13 years later, the Giants uh, or the Rangers have a chance to win their their first World Series too. So it's kind of uh, befitting a little bit that they uh, do it, maybe they get it done on this day uh, 13, 14 years later, whatever it is. So however, however the math works, right? It's one of those things. Uh, no, it's a great World Series. Lincecum was such a stud. The freak, they called him, I think, right? He was such a stud back then. The, the way he threw and it was just so it was so awkward. He was such a, a tiny guy, but it, it was so so effective. And those Rangers, those those Giants teams, 10, 12, and 14, that's close to dynasty we've seen in quite some time. So uh, congratulations to the uh the San Francisco Giants on those three World Series championships back in the day. And Happy 63rd birthday to Fernando Valenzuela, Los Angeles Dodgers legend. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela, born on this day in 1960 in Navoa, Mexico. Valenzuela made his major league debut on September 15th, 1980 at the age of 19, pitching two innings, striking out one, and giving one hit in the Dodgers' loss to the Atlanta Braves. But it was 1981 where Fernando Mania swept across Los Angeles. Valenzuela was named to his first of six All-Star games, led the league in, in starts with 25 and struck out uh, a strike-shortened season with shutouts in eight of them, striking out 180 of the batters he faced. The Dodgers went on to win the World Series. He was also named National League Rookie of the Year, uh, Cy Young Award winner and t- as well, and Valenzuela pitched for 17 years in the big leagues, 11 of them with the Dodgers, but, are, but also stops in San Diego with the Padres, Philadelphia, St. Louis, California, and Baltimore. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela, forever a Dodger. Happy birthday to Dodgers legend, 
Fernando Valenzuela. I kind of kicked the crap out of that one. Maybe I'll re-record that one before I put it out there. One of those things. It happens sometimes when my tongue gets going and everything else, especially after a cup of coffee in the morning or anything else. Maybe too much Halloween candy. Not one kid. Didn't have one kid come by the uh, come by the house last night to get some candy. So we got a whole bunch here at 1420 World Headquarters. Come on by for some candy at any time. We got lots. So And I can't eat, uh, eat peanuts. So it's one of those things. Thanks for joining us this morning. Sorry about the Fernando Valenzuela read. I'll re-record that a little bit later before we put it out to the masses and on it on it goes but uh there it is it's 14 20 in the morning for this first day of november it's november for a lot of people don't put out your christmas decorations until after remembrance day you can wait 11 days before mariah carey starts singing and everything else but anyways there it is for there's the show for today subscribe to our youtube channel like and follow on facebook and instagram and twitter and all that stuff for everything we got going on and uh yeah that's it 14 20 in the morning for this first day of november 2023 remember doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.